welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.mw samtownsendmusic.mw Not M and W. M and W the store, Misselbrook and Westerns. That's right. Fantastic. Surely that's Middle Wale. Middle Wale? Middle Wale? Yes. No. Right. Um, I don't know. We're joined here by um, a young fellow we like to call Californication Callister, the Klinghoffer cake face. Young Simon, cakey cake, Klinghoffer cake face. <laughs> it's Simon. Simon, what's the MW? I go for Malawi. Uh, that's what I said. You, you said, said middle, 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 middle. No, Malawi. That's Mal- what I meant. Is it Malawi? Because if it is, this is a farce. Malawi. Is it Malawi? Yes. This is a farce. You said middle No, I said Malawi. You didn't. This is, oh. but, but well done. Thank you. Yeah! Woo! Got it. First time, if you don't actually have to say the country. Well, of course you do, and I did. You said middle It's on record. Go back and listen. I can't. We are very, very excited today to say we that are. we have had multiple ambassadorial requests once again. Just as we said last time, by mentioning at the top of the show... It really does seem to help. You get more you get more people listening at the start than you do at the end. You get more bang for your buck. That's a fact. Factual. I'm now, spitting, Sam. Spitting facts. Would you like to say how you can become an ambassador of this fine institution while I look up the details? I would. All you've got to do is email Ben Townsend or Ben Townsend. Nope. Uh, email in bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. That's the one. Make an ambassadorial request. Uh, this podcast is hosted at bentownsendmusic.net, as previously yeah, said. Of course. Imminently, I will find and the rest of the details. Email in, you get a badge, no matter where. If you live in Middlewee, for example. Malawi, you, yes. You'll get yourself a badge. Uh, even if you live... To- in top or bottom wee. Yeah. Any of the wees, you'll get yourself a badge. And, and that is, as we've said before, the universally speaking Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. That's the promise. Promise, that's the promise for that's, sure. Uh, that's Italian. Surely. And interestingly, I've just eaten a pizza. Yes, you have. And it's obviously affected me because I've just spoken fluent Italian. Oh, bellissimo. It's bellissimo. Mm. net. It's hosted there. com. Cracking fun for all involved with an email in to be an ambassador. We will send a badge anywhere in the world, complete with a podcast flyer. Uh, at University RHCP, we are currently on Twitter, but who knows for how much longer. Sam, you are. Well, as I understand it, I am at Stack Townsend. Is that how you understand on it? On Twitter. Okay. And on Insta, which might keep going for a bit longer, University Speaking RHCP underscore pod. So yes. uh, please do get in touch. Yes. Sam, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the Empyrean Part 2, Ben, which is, in essence, the second half of the Empyrean. We must thank Seagird once again. Thank you, Seagird. Seagird emailed in with an episode suggestion. He did. And said, why we, don't we quite you boys... snapped his hand off. Carlos Gerdian. Well, we didn't quite literally snap his hand off. We metaphorically snapped his hand off. Well, there's uh, something I've been meaning to talk to you about. Hang on. Did yeah, you, snap, did you impending, snap Seagird's uh, hand off? Legal. Oh, no. Is that where all the podcast money's going? Unfortunately, I quite literally snapped off Seagird's hand. Ah, oh, Seagird. And, uh, yes, he's, he's, taken he's, he's taken legal action. Yeah. Fair enough. But before he took the legal action against the podcast, he was good enough to do us his thoughts and notes on the entire album. Please go back a couple of episodes to listen to what we thought about the first five songs. Yes, yes. And do consider, before you 
recommend an episode idea that it might cost you your hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But of course, you can take legal action against us. Don't really want this to happen. So um, no, we are we are try, you know we're doing our utmost to come to come to some kind of out of court settlement with Seagard. Do suggest podcast episode ideas. Just don't sue us afterwards. Now, Sam, we have got song six, Heaven. Yes. Enough of me. Yes. Central. Yes. And yes. we forgot to bring the Bloomin' vinyl no. out, didn't oh, we? Oh, did we, Ben? Oh, we got oh, one, more, we? one more of me. Let's have a look at it. And after the ending, of course, now we were just lucky enough to listen back to the first five songs on your new vinyl setup, if you yes, like to it tell. Yes, an absolute delight. I purchased a turntable. As you know, I've been purchasing records furiously. Willy-nilly. Didn't, didn't have a turntable. Purchasing Currently got a ridiculous bid on, on the stadium market. No. No. No, he hasn't. No. No. Um, so the, the setup is tremendous. Um, our late stepfather, Gordon, had uh, a keen interest in all things audio. And he, uh, I've been able to He was set an up. audiophile. He was, yes. Um, I've been able to set up his speakers and amplifier and running it through that now. It sounds tremendous. I was also fortunate enough to purchase a copy of the Empyrium this week. So that's, uh, it's all going swimmingly, I have to say. I have to say that. Chocolate oranges are, of course, available at Rawlinson's. They are. So I don't think, I think that's everything covered off. Should we crack into, nice, should we crack into the sixth song on the Empyrean? <laughs> yes, I love it. Which is Heaven. Oh. Well, I spent the night in heaven. I to figure it out by myself. I spin around the fortress You never know the currency That we all run on We run on We run on You once told me You keep a billion frequencies on well, as we come out of heaven there, it's mm. worth reiterating that this is actually my first listen to the Empyrean. Yes. Uh, Sam, you're a huge proponent of, of the album. I'm a propeller. You certainly are. You move your love of John Frusciante forward through the water and through the air. I do, that's right. But you have gone on record as saying how you like to listen to this. We won't keep bringing that up, but let for, for new listeners... How do you like to listen to this album? I like to um, strip myself completely naked of all clothing. Yes, indeed. And lay in a dark room. Yeah, drunk. I mean, I, ideally, preferably. <laughs> but it, it's not. It, that's not. That's a, not a prerequisite. It's not. But it, I, I mean, it's you know, you know me, and you know me yourself. Yes, indeed. Uh, we do like to do everything if we can, drunk. So yes, naked, toasted. Drunk. Yes, naked, drunk, and. Uh, with a good quality pair of headphones. Absolutely. And that experience there, I, well, we'll get into it, but... You're not naked. No. You're not drunk. Not yet, but by God... You did have but, a good quality but, pair of headphones. I on. did have a great quality pair of headphones. Yes. God, but God knows that I've just had some a few days off for my birthday and yes. my liver is screaming at me not to get drunk. However? However, I said to the liver, liver, don't quiver. Screw you. Yeah. Do quiver. Yeah. Or In fear. Don't blow up. No, don't blow up. Like Duff's pancreas. Exactly. But, but, yes, se- but seriously. In all seriousness. Don't blow up. Yeah. And then I came around to yours. 
Yeah, and I immediately furnished you with as many beers as I possibly could. You furnished me with nothing. I bought 18 of my own. <laughs> oh, he furnished himself. <laughs> I've been exposed as a, as a fake furnisher. Not for the first time. However, what did you make of that? Yes, he's just had a sip. He is struggling. He's got his lolly in. I'm back in. He's back. Simon's just returning, so we'll just pause here. A brief pause. We're off again. So what did I make of my first listen heaven. of Heaven? Can you pass me the... We've got vinyl in hand, which is a nice vinyl way to approach yeah, do, it. You've only got a minute with that, so... Okay. What is it? We've got John on vocal, guitar and synthesizer. Yes. Josh on the organ, electric piano and drums, and Flea on bass, which is yes. interesting because I, one of my first thoughts was... This definitely isn't Flea. It's a bit. It, it just comes across as a little bit clumsy. I think some of the ba- some of the bass playing. There were other songs on this album where I have, knowing that Flea plays on a, two or three songs, I quite often think, for ex- for instance, Dark Light. The end of Dark Light. Yeah, I thought line, oh, yeah. that's probably Flea because that's, that's, that sounds brilliant. It wasn't Flea. This one, I, I don't want to blow my gasket early. Okay, but this is not a song where I thought it would be Flea. But by Christ, it is. Let's see what Seagird's got to say, because Seagird is the ambassador of the Empire and the abode of God for this podcast. Yeah. Heaven is such a... Jesus, it's such a beautiful song. I love how this song progresses and builds from nothing but guitar and John singing into a whole arrangement with lush strings and John yelling, yeah. Well, and that's a good yell. I mean, we can timestamp that, 308. Let's be, let's be blatantly honest. Anytime John screams, yeah, and or I'm, no... Um, it's going up in my estimation. Exactly. When the drums kick in, it really starts elevating the song until it reaches that bridge that right before the song starts giving off, um, starts giving off goosebumps. Man, from here on out, the string arrangements really start to shine more than ever, making me wonder why there aren't more strings used in any of John's solo work. The lyrics, as always, are some of John's best work, especially on the second half of this album. Just the way this track ends with John's faltering falsetto with that organ, it's just so good. Another one of my favourite cuts from the album. I find myself blasting in the car and singing at the top of my lungs. I will okay. agree with Seagird there. That the organ works fantastic. Yes, yes. The, it, bless you, Josh. The organ is, is brilliant. And it's the layers, again, I think we spoke about this in part one. As Seagird says, this starts from practically nothing. Well, as everything does. As all songs do. <laughs> yeah, well, not just songs. <laughs> Everything. We all start from a void, a black void. Yeah, and then become these, these objects that we know and love. But we, let's not get too deep. No, let's not get too metaphysical this, about this. This song starts from nothing, comes in with lush, I've put lush opening vocals, an understated opening. It's definitely understated. Where it then, but where it does struggle a bit for me, and again, this is my, I've listened to this song twice. Yes. Is that when the bass starts coming in, it, that doesn't sit particularly comfortably with me. Okay, well, interestingly, I've put a perfect uh, vocal and instrumental interaction. Hmm. I love the I love the interaction of the organ as it comes in because it really um, subtly fades in. Yes. You're almost not aware that it's there until it's somehow there, and you don't remember it coming well, in. Exactly. You be- you start to appreciate it, but you're not you're not entirely sure exactly when it began. That's and a- that that's got to be the the aim of any organ, hasn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. I like the way that it comes together in a couple of stages. Um, like 129, 
into 148, you go, you just step through, you step through a couple of stages where the drums come in mm. and are more prominent. Basic then drums they again, lock, Yeah, but then they lock in on a tighter beat yeah. at about 148. And that really brings the thing, brings the thing together. It grounds for it. it. It does ground it. And what I love about Josh's drumming on this song, and so often with Josh, he's not, he's not showy. No. He's just doing exactly what's required grounding the song in that way and again a little bit like the organ once you hear them coming in obviously but then they almost fade into the background because they are just doing they are just doing their job they're not it's not you know there's no flashy rolls to catch the ear as i say i i think the instrumentation here is is nigh on perfect however i do also feel that it suffers from a slight uh, seager says that it builds perfectly but the other songs on this album build and take you on a, a, a ride to a, an almost overwhelming crescendo. I don't feel that's the case here. No, I, I think I'm with you. Thank you. The getaway. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think I am with you on that one. When that, I'll call it a slightly plinky keys section yeah. came in, Richard's that brother. brings it back down. Plinky keys, yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> plinky. It get, then gets built back up. But I, I don't know that that these feelings will change in time. When you're in that darkened room, what are you thinking when when you listen to this song? Is this a standout well, one could, for you? I, it's not. Uh, Can't recall. Not for the podcast. <laughs> no, <you're> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Normally, by this point, if I am drunk, um, there's a fair chance that I've nodded off. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Uh, but that's nothing to do with the song. It's just. Purely, roughly, how long it takes me to nod off when drunk yeah. in the dark room naked. Yeah, exactly. Never get past the end of uh, Dark Light. Well, the end of Dark Light. Never get past the end time. of uh, Song for the Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pass me that vinyl sleeve? Please? I've called it. I've called it a fake build. Rich part. Well, you know, by the time you get to this point in the album, you've got a feel for how John is is putting these songs together and how they do tend to to build and build and build. I get that feeling with this song. I feel like it's going to explode. I feel like it's going to go the same way as some of the songs... Yeah, that we've had previously. It has a couple of big endings. But so then far. I feel like it doesn't. Despite the yeah, the, the screamed yeah, despite the screamed no, mm. it doesn't quite go no, to those places. it doesn't. It doesn't reach the heights that we've been to with a lot of John's solo... With a lot of his Chili's work, yeah. with a lot of his solo work. Yeah. And with you, I just do want to say about... Um, the drum playing again, Josh's playing mm. that you were talking about. I feel that on this album so far and throughout quite a lot of his playing, Josh is using the drums less as an instrument of rhythm and more as an instrument of expression. Yeah, yeah, I would go along so with that. So he's not necessarily playing beats that you would expect a drummer to play and, ah, okay. and with some flashy fills that make them stand out. He's treating it as oh. if he's placing notes. Yeah. Do you know Flashy Phil? Flashy Phil? Yeah, it's little Philip Liedrock's brother. That's right. Well, yeah. They're, they're both they're... called Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the funny thing about that. Uh, they're both Phil. Phil. <laughs> no, so it's not his brother. It must be his friend. <laughs> one's, no, they are brothers. Uh, <laughs> one's called one's little, little and one's Flashy. Little Philip Liedrock. And the other one must... So if they're both brothers, they must have the same surname. So is, is he called Flashy... Flashy Phil, Flashy, flashy Phil Lieber. Lieber. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, 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 very odd, but um, I haven't spoken to the parents. 
No. I'm assuming they just forgot that they'd already had a Phil. Yes, little Philip Leadwork. One of the, haven't we already named our first son Phil? Have we? But call I'm not flashy. sure. Call this one flashy, Phil. <laughs> yeah. But I do, yeah. I do think Josh is, is placing notes yes, rather yes. than just banging away. Well, in the same way as, as I, I think I said to you both when we were listening in the house to um, uh, before the beginning, I said you can almost feel John speaking with his guitar. And I guess you get that same feeling with, with Josh. And I think that leads on to what you said in terms of you don't always get what you expect from a drummer. But it never feels, like you say, it's not flashy. What I like it's is the language of drumming. And what I like also is the production during this, this era. Mm. On the drums, it's very Josh. raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sparse. It's not. Pro- it's not over-processed. No, and and throughout the record collection, it's always releases, quite high in the mix as well. Yeah, it's it's very distinctive, and it's it's across all all of the record collection albums that Josh plays on. The drumming sounds this way. John described him during this period as the best drummer in the world. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was uh, speaking more of his ability to use the drum as a tool for language and expression. An instrument of expression. More so than uh, Flashy Phil. Yeah. And, uh, because you're not going to play in a band with Chad and then play... And then try and convince anyone that that's the best drumming in the world. Yeah. But what it On is... On one level, perhaps. It's, it depends what you're after, doesn't it? Exactly. What it is, is something that fits the song perfectly and... I'll say it again. Go is on, an instrument of expression. Yes, because I think what you, you what you're trying to say is instrument of instruments of destruction. Instruments of destruction taken from Transformers the movie, of course, and out a vinyl album that I'm currently bidding on on eBay. Instruments of destruction. I don't know it. Oh, it's a great. Well, tune. I do know it. It's when the Decepticons attack the. Autobot. Attack the base. No, no, instruments of destruction is when they attack the Autobot transport that's flying down to. Uh, that base city that the Autobots mm. have on Earth. Autobot City. Autobot City. And they kill... What should we call, what should we call what this should city where the Autobots live? <laughs> <laughs> they kill, in that one scene, I think they kill Ironhide, Ratchet. Bad losses. Well, they needed to get the next line. The next I'll tell you who doesn't out. die. Cliffjumper. Cl- um, ooh, or does he? Brawn? No, I, don't think I think so. Brawn gets killed in that scene. Anyway, we're drifting slightly off topic. We're drifting towards Transformers the movie. Oh, should we? Ca- what would our Transformers podcast be called? Oh, Christ. Uh, let's have a think about this. Transpodders? No. Podformers. Prob- Audio transformation? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, three-week suggestions. But I have got a name Optimus for us. Chat. Okay, Ultra Chat. That's Ultra Magnus. Uh, Galva Chat. Mega Chat. <laughs> <laughs> Star chat. Um, chat screen. Thunder chat. Yeah. That's thunderclap. Cliff chat. That's cliff jumper. <laughs> chat. Bum, bumble chat. That's bumblebee. Nice. Bumble yeah, that's nice. That's okay. Nice. Chat B. Crap jack. No. <laughs> Not crap jack. Um, wheel jack. Chat jack. <laughs> chat jack. Yeah. Or jack uh, chat. I think we no, jack call, chat's our podcast about, should, think about should, Jack Fox. I think we should call it crap Crap chat. <laughs> crap wax. No, I can't remember. But I have got a name for our extreme podcast now that you'll be pleased to know. Okay, yeah. Podographiti. Okay. Porno chat. <laughs> no, that's no, that's our, that's, that's our other that's podcast. Our podcast about 
other yeah. things, other yeah. things. So, I think heaven is great. There's, there also appears to be, as we get to the second half of the song, uh, uh, some reversed instruments and vocals. At 209, there's a reverse vocal line. It sounds like it's only two or three words. Mm. And then moving forward in the song, you have some reverse guitar in the left and right ears, mm. which I always like on the John song, because it, it adds that ambiance of slightly off kilter. Yeah, it, exactly. But it never throws you too too much. He just uses it as a layering tool, which you know he does so well throughout this album and throughout his his solo output. So he's a layer master. Well, I'm wonderfully so. So, have you got anything else to say about Heaven? Overall thoughts? I don't. I don't want to be negative, but I'm just going to say what I've written. Okay. A little bit one level. You just said he was a layer master. Yeah, and that didn't say layer. Okay, one level. Level. Okay. But, but, but and, and, and what I mean by that is what I've said before. I feel like it's going to explode. Yeah, it, and, it and it doesn't. Yeah. Not to say that it doesn't build from the start, because of course it does. But I, not every time I listen to it, but when I listen to it and analyse it, I think it's going to blow up. It doesn't blow up. No, it doesn't quite reach those heights. No. I thought it was fine. Okay, okay. I enjoyed it. Um, is it a song that I'm going to go back to time and time again? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. As part of the experience of the album, I think, we'll, I, think exactly. I will find where it sits once I've heard the rest of the album. And, and more so than, than a lot of albums, this is an album that needs to be consumed in one go because the thought process and the care taken mm. requires that it's, it's consumed as one complete work. Well, cracking idea for us to do it in two parts then. Uh, two parts, listening to each song individually, and then talking about them. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. A, a oh, a triple okay, that's quite unusual. It is, it is. It, it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's going to take a long time to record this episode if we repeat everything three times. Everything it's going to take a long time to record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Enough of me is next, looking forward to that. Shall we? Shall we consume it audibly? Yes, please. Could you pass me the album? Yes. This precise time and right here I'm not going anywhere I've had enough of new todays For once I'd love to go another way I speak my last words and Come out of enough of me, mm. Sam. I'm going to ask you the question shortly. Have you had enough of enough of me? But first of all, I'm going to ask you another question, and that question is one, 
two, three, four. What you drinking? Got more than huh. enough for huh. you. Well, over and yeah. over and over Roll again now. Huh. Over and over yeah. until it sends. What you drinking? What? What are you drinking, Sam? Or what you drinking? Good question. I am drinking a big smoke Bruco. Where did you get that from? And that, of course, is a shortened version of the word company. It is. And where did you get this? These beers from? Well, Who, what? What mega mega boy bought you these? It was. Uh, well, mega, you bought them yourself. Uh, well, I haven't paid for them yet. Uh, it was you, yes, it mega was. mega boy Ben, <laughs> who recently, as, as we said, has been away for his birthday. Went to a a city on the south coast of England called Chichester. I did. It was wonderful. And he phoned me up and said, Sam, I'm in this pub that you recommended to me. Thank you very much. You are, of course, a living legend. Mm, I said, mm. Ben, please, get to the point. I said, fine, I will. They've got this company, Big Smoke Brew Co. They're selling the beer. Would you like some? Six. I said, yes, you purchased them. Here they are, and I'm going to apply one to the mouth. What are you this applying? This is Electric Eye. It's a pale ale. Here we go. Mouthfeel. Lively, taste, sumptuous. Wow. Full. Wow, wow. full body. F- no, not of body. Yeah. Mind. Yeah. It's a thoughtful pale ale. And overall, tremendous. Yeah, Big Smoke Brewing Company. Very nice. That nice. My wife. Yee. Sleeve of Wizard. Sure. I'm drinking a Foster's. Yes. And it's a punishing regime, but one which I am fully committed to. Yes, and, and for that we commend you, as Th- always. Thank you. And that's the end of What You Drinking. One, two, three, four. What you drinking? What? More go, than go, enough go, for go, you well. Over and over and over again now. Over and over with all my friends. What you drinking? And so we've just listened to... The next song on the Empyrium, which featured one Johnny Marr, Enough of Me. Yeah. Now, this has John on vocals, guitars, and treatments. And there's, it also has the Flea Meister General on bass again. Yeah. Uh, so, a few things to be said about this one. Sure. Again, I've listened to this song twice in my life. Yes. There's a lot of treatments going on. Well, who did those? John. Yes, he was in charge of all treatments. There's a lot of effects. There's a lot. It's, there's a lot of soundscape work going on here. Yeah. Baseline sits much more comfortably with me than Flea's last contribution. Good. That's a positive. It certainly is. I thought this song, as a whole, and by as a whole, I mean the first two thirds. Yes. Was very coherent and good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now Seeger though thinks thinks differently and feels a bit more positively about this so let's hear what Seagull's got to say about it okay and then we'll see uh, what we've got to say about it so Seagull says as heaven fades out with an organ enough of me starts off the track with a modulated organ this song and its lyrics mean the absolute world to me so many fucking great lyrics to quote in this song that I can honestly say that I've cried to it especially to the whatever slips out of our hands will find its way back to us once again line it just gets me every time yeah. The drums are amazing, but the way the percussion picks the song up right before the psychedelic guitar solo to come really completes the progression of this wonderful tune. Such an unusual but fitting guitar solo from John that really just complements the outro of this song. 
it would probably have not been the same if you played it any any other way. So look, I think we're let's get this let's talk about that outro solo then, shall we? Okay, we'll start at the end. Um I sense that you I mean it's your only your second listen. Only my second listen, but I here's the thing. It sounds like it's played on the stylophone. Right. Which is fine, but I don't know if I want a minute and a half of it. No. It's t- it's too loud in the mix. Okay. And it takes what up until that point had been a song that was building, I thought, very nicely and mm. was was very coherent. And I was thinking, okay, I'm, I'm into this. And it just goes somewhere that isn't for me. And I'm all for doing something a little bit more avant-garde. Sure. Actually, I'm not. Ah. Just play a normal guitar song. This is the man who has... In before the beginning, yeah. has almost made me weep with his ability to express his emotions through his guitar. Yeah, and I don't get that feeling when I listen to to that outro solo. Sam, can you pass the thing back, please? I can. And well, can, it, okay. can it stay on the table? So yes, let's let's go back to the beginning of that final section. It's sharp, it starts with the shaker. Yeah, Seeger has highlighted that, and I love that part. Love the shaker. What interests me within this final section is the relationship between the rhythmic layers. Okay. So you've got the shaker, yeah. you've got the bass, you've got the drums, and you've got the guitar. Hmm. John was talking with Rick Rubin about the relationship of melodies and rhythms and how... It's easy to write a, a, a rhythm that share, you know, two rhythms or three rhythms that have a relationship, which is something that we're familiar with and we may expect. Here, the guitar solo in particular is, as you say, is not is more avant-garde, not something that uh, you would necessarily expect, having listened to the rest of the song. But it's always it's always grounded within one of the other layers. So whether it be the shaker, the bass, the drums, wherever it goes, it's always tied back to one of those other instruments. And that I find, once, you, once you're listening to it and you're breaking it down, and you appreciate that, I find that it becomes more enjoyable. Once, you've, once you understand that it's not just a noise solo, it does in fact always remain true to, the, to at least one of the other instruments. Well, I, that is a fascinating, well-reasoned and well-conveyed argument. Has it worked? No. Ah. And I'll tell you why. Because you're talking about the relationship between the different layers, the different instruments. What I found was I lost the drums. Mm. I lost the rhythm guitar. The bass maintains, but the that guitar solo is so high in the mix yeah. that it overpowered it. Yeah, if, it, if it had been more of, um, I suppose, better mixed to my ear, yeah, and been more of a, a more of a one, more of a piece, you might have been. Then I might have been more on board with it. What I found was that the guitar solo was too loud, and I lost the other instruments. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I like the bass line, so I like the way the bass line just keeps repeating. Yeah. And it doesn't, and it doesn't change, and that just keeps driving. Yeah. But it was. Maybe it's maybe it's more of a production thing in that case than it was of a of a, of a of an artistic thing. Okay, well that's the end. 
Let's go back to the start. Before the beginning? Because, yes. Because it starts sparsely, but those vocals. Yeah, but hang on. First of all, it starts with a little bit of studio chat, which is nice. Do you think that's Johnny Marr? He's no. Uh, it sounded like maybe a bit of an English accent. I thought no. I, I thought it was Josh. Okay. But he asks John asks someone a mm. question and they say something. Mm. I was in the Smiths. Where John says we were in the Smiths. <laughs> he says yes. But oh. In fact, he says no. I think. <laughs> right. Okay. In that case, he was asking Josh. Or or Johnny. Or, or anyone else that wasn't in the Smiths. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're so, right. The, that, that vocal delivery during that opening part of the song oh, is flawless. It's phenomenal. Moving from the lower pitch to the falsetto. Just is, moving so smoothly. It's classic for Shante. But it's, it's a man who's completely at one with his own vocal range. Yeah, I agree. That's absolutely beautiful. Wonderful start to the song. And, and it does build. It's a gr- I love all of this first part. Yeah, heavier, a little bit heavier, more angry, but brighter and more poppy. At times. Yeah, well, it settles into... It's an ear grabber yeah. more than Heaven was because it settles into... When the drums come in, it settles into a groove, but it's, a, mm. it's a, almost an offbeat groove. Yeah. It keeps catching you unawares every time it's almost like st- staggering forward. Yeah. It, is yeah. A, it is a little bit brighter and a bit more poppy. Yes, it is, and I really like it, and, I don't, and I've got no problem with the end. So overall, I'm, I'm a big fan of this one. And when, when Seagird referenced the power of the, the, the lyrics. I myself a great line. became goosebumped. Hmm. So, when I read it? Yes. When I, so Seeger's email bumped you? Yes. Was it the last Empyrum episode where you had to keep going to the doctors for medication because of goosebumps? Yes. Um, How's that going? Well, the course, uh, I ran the course uh, to, its, to its end. As you always should. Of course, with whether it be goosebump medication or antibiotics. Indeed. Which are antibiotics? Well, they are. They're a very weak form. Mm. Uh, we, you know. uh, but yes, I was cured, but unfortunately it seems to have fled it's up. back. And, yeah. and it wasn't even the music, it was just the email. It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are several causes for, for medical goosebumps, and emails are one. Mm. Now, I think there's a lovely drum roll at about 1.35, where it has a single kick drum, yes. which I really like, before it comes into the next bit. So... That's a loose time code because our bar kept disappearing. We're, we're listening to these five songs through the computer, aren't we, Sam? Digitally. Yes, we are. And we listened to the first five on the vinyl earlier on. Analogly. Analogly. The reason that we're listening digitally is for ease. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, and so we can have, all have headphones on. No, yeah, primarily it's because you wanted to wear headphones. Well, like, I, I want to be able I'm to hear... I'm catering to your needs. I want to be able to hear the panning. I said analogly or digitally? And I said, I'm a digital man in a digital age. Digitally, please. Hmm. I'll stream it, I said. Yeah. And you said? Fine. Good. So, uh, Can I just reference the added gravel? Yeah, please do. Because John, as we know, is the master of the gravel. Hmm. Here, he adds an effect on his voice, which, which adds gravel even to his normal singing voice. So additional gravel to his natural gravel. So, well, no, because the gravel comes on things like... Yeah! Oh, thanks. That kind of thing. Yeah. But this adds gravel to things like... Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. yeah. If you imagine that, but with the gravel. With more gravel and power, yeah. Um, 
So just nice to see that he wants the gravel, even when he can't employ his own gravel. Bring it in. So overall, enough gravel chat. Enough gravel for the for the uh, enough for the gravel masses. chat for enough of me. Some understated years as well. I know low key there, years. There comes a point where he probably said to Josh, "I think I'm going to go." Yeah! <laughs> yeah, and Josh, Josh probably said, oh, uh, "I did that in the last, did that in the last the three songs on the last seven albums." Yeah, so he probably said, "Okay, well, I won't, I won't do it gravelly, yeah. but I still do want to yeah. say yeah." He said, "Oh, Josh said, what are you doing, chilies?" And he went, "Oh, oh normally oh. I take my top yeah. off and go." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he just does a few more understated, less gravelly years. I think let's have a quick chat about what your favourite. John, yeah, it is. Oh, come on. I mean, it, it, you, you know, you're setting it up just so I can say the only answer to that question. Okay, well, I've got an answer to the question. Of course you have. Is it the correct answer? Though? Yes, it's the year during Venice Queen at Slane Castle. That's, that, okay. Yes, absolutely. His years there are the are purity and Oh, and I'm sorry, actually. But I'm thinking of one, a recorded year. Beep, beep, beep. Go on, then. That means... I've got. I actually was wrong. Yeah, it is of course the wet sand year. Nope, it's not that one either. Ah, beep beep. That's beep. a good one though. Yeah, come on. It's a very good one. I haven't got any more. Okay, I am. They're talking. my. They're my two favourite. Okay, okay. What's the oh? Yeah, hang on. Is <laughs> it the uh, year during? By the way, at Slane Castle. No, it's a recorded. Yeah, I, I have oh, to confirm that. Okay, what is it then? So I think the best John Frusciante recorded yet is from Dissolve off the DC EP as he blazes into the, the driven guitar solo, uh, the driven guitar solo through the Marshall. Okay, well that's, I mean, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course. Mm, that's a great year. Uh, yeah, and it's a great year. But what about the ones I said? All great years. Surely, I think I think the wet sand year is the most iconic of them all. Well, the reason I prefer the dissolve year is because it goes into one of my favourite Fashante solos. Okay, so enough of me, enough of this. Enough of me. And, and enough of me. Enough of you, Simon. And we'll move I on. I think what we're trying to say is... We, we finished talking about this song. Yeah, good song though. A really good, solid, <laughs> central song, you know. And by that I mean it's in kind of in the middle. And the also, album. do you mean that the next song is central? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I didn't... That wasn't purposeful, but I will take it. I'm central to nowhere, baby I'm sweeping it clean When we choose to go, we're losing more just the surroundings I've gone around the skirts of this universe as it stands outside the limits of all existence well that never ends we're to the dark Okay, I love listening to music loud, as you know. Hang on, I thought you'd normally say as we come centrally out of central. 
Well, no. I, I'm going to say as I come ear-ringingly out of Central. <laughs> that it. builds and builds. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I think it was written, co-written builds. by Bob. Bob? Bob the Builder. Ah, right. Okay. Yes, of course. I'll get straight to Seagird on this one. Please do. Before I come to your um, architectural analysis. Mm. And here it is, says Seagird. Mm. The masterpiece amongst uh, the masterpiece amongst the masterpiece album. Central was lit- literally one of the first songs that got me into John Frusciante's solo work. The arpeggiated piano, loud drums, John belting the chorus, the strings, the solo, the bass, the everything. Jesus, I cannot put how much I love this song into words. I've never found myself being able to skip the song. It just really has everything I could want. Mm. Even though the guitar solo takes off about the last half of the song, it never gets stale because it's constantly evolving and being complemented by changing bass lines, strings, and John just chanting a beautiful refrain right through the end of the song. Mm. The string arrangements on the last half are so gorgeous and always seem to come in and out of the mix at the perfect time. This is one of those JF songs that will survive the nuclear apocalypse. Truly a perfect track to me. Yes. Now, as you know, this is Ben Townsend's first listen to the Empyrean. And as we went into this one, you said... Motherfucker. Boys... Strap in. Strap yourselves in. Strap in, you said. This one... I, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> this one's but gonna, I could have. This one's going to kick off. Yeah, I didn't say that either. <laughs> but you could have. I could have. You said worse that effect, though. Yeah, I said, um, let's get ready to rumble. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say that either. <laughs> I did. But if I, would, if I had have done, I would have said it in that kind of promoter style... Uh, Apparently, no, 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 no. Apparently, that's trademarked. That that way of saying oh. let's get ready to rumble oh, okay. by well, the guy case, who I says it. I would have said it like that. Yeah, yeah. I would have said it like this. No, he said let's get ready to rumble. I would have like, said it in Latin, Latin probably. Oh, let's get ready us to rumble us. Let us 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 ready us to us rumble us. That's right. Exactly. Is that trademarked? Probably. Well, by, if it's by, not, by, I'm by, going to. By the Roman will Empire. absolutely rake it in for me. <laughs> absolutely. All the people all around Scour the world the saying, Letius. <laughs> Letius. Getius. Redius. Tuius. Rumblius. Okay. Central by John Frusciante. Mm. What an exciting beginning I've put. I'm, I'm with Seagard on a lot of what he said. I'm with Seagard on 100% of what he said. That arpeggiated piano was very exciting. Mm, I could see it excited you. It grabbed me. A little me. twinkle in your eye. I did have a little twinkle in my eye. Very Kate Bushy, I thought, that, that opening part of the song. Yes. It feels like Johnny Mars in the left ear. Like he, I think it felt like that in the last song as well. I think that's his contribution, left ear based. Okay. I see you're, you're toying with both the sleeves now. I'm toying with both the sleeves. I want to see who did what. Let's talk seriously about who did what. John, vocals, guitars and treatments. And again, John was doing treatments all over the show here. Yes. Josh, synths, acoustic piano, electric piano, organ and drums. Johnny Marr, guitars. Of course, the Sonos Quartet on strings and string arrangement, Vanessa Fairbairn-Smith. I was going to say that earlier. That it's a Fairbairn-Smith joint. Mm. Give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts, because I, I do want to get into this one. Well, as everybody said, I've, I've simply written lovely piano. Oh, I'm looking for a piano, a piano, yes, a piano, not any old piano, not one that makes you dance. And this one makes me dance. I was dancing away, I don't know if you noticed. I was tapping away, this one got me going. Uh, Didn't realise it was a piano. Yes, it was. It has an intensity from the start, which 
simply doesn't just not give up. It is built upon, and this is where Bob comes in, built upon, built, built upon, upon yeah. built upon. Incredible. It starts with intensity. That's added to almost immediately. Layer upon layer, very cleverly introduced from the second verse onwards. Wonderful. Oh, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. At a minute four, the, those rolling drums come in. Yeah. A bit massive feedbacking guitar or a key or synth effect. Yeah. Which is great. And then Josh moves over to using the crash cymbal in the chorus. Yeah, and Josh's this song gives license to everyone just to go for it, and Josh duly obliges. However, I do feel he's low, lower here in the mix. He is, and which is fine, absolutely great. You know, he's giving it everything. He's just required to be slightly further back because there's so much else going on, and he he really is, you know, a, a, a layer here, and a layer which needs to be slightly further away from the ear. Because imagine that in his normal high mix, it would. Uh, mate, I mean, if to be had. honest, this is—I do have issues with what happens towards the end of this song. Right. And if Josh was at his normal level in the mix, my head might have popped. Yeah, it might have popped off. I've created a technical phrase here, Good which thing. I might trademark along with that other thing. Um, Lettius, Gettius, Redius, Tuius, Rumblius. So that's I've already TM'd. Mm. But I'm also going to trademark the term drop switch. Okay. What does it mean? Well, there's a lovely drop switch into the organ-driven TM. section. TM. Into the organ-driven section with the strings. And then there's another drop switch into just the strings. You're not answering my question. What does it mean? Yeah, where everything else drops out and it switches. Oh, to yeah, it. there's a massive drop switch. Uh, it's quite an aggressive uh, right, drop pay switch. Pay up. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Fine. I'll pay you in... Love and dedication. Oh, fine. That is one of my accepted currencies. Cool. Yeah, there's a massive um, change in... Emphasis. I'll, still, I'll just say drop switch TM and give you some dedication later on. Uh, okay, that's fine. I, well, I, I'm happy to license you for the afternoon. Fine. What's the, what's the cost? And don't say six no, cans of Big Smoke. Oh, yeah. Six cans of Big Smoke. No, what, six cans of Big Smoke. No, it's, it's £12.50 to be transferred to me. free. Fine, good. I'm licensed then. Yeah, that first big drop switch. That's right. As it moves in, possibly the the second verse. Yes, just into the organ-driven section with the strings. Incredible. Because by then you've already... And this is very clever and something I love in a a song. When you you get that build, but then you get the drop switch. And that allows the build to start all over again. And by golly, does it start all over again? But then he does the second drop switch. Yeah. And then he goes into what can only be described as a nigh on five minute building process. Uh, (laughs) This is the thing you get to about two minutes into the song, and it's a seven minute song. Yes. And you change to a repeated line. Well, I've put. Five minutes worth. Yes, I've put the, the glory of repetition. I mean, I'm all for the glory of repetition, as you know. I You're said right. okay three times in a row earlier on. Yes. And Seagird makes a, a very pertinent point that it's not just repetition because the different instruments are doing different things. Exactly. There's, there's a part where the bass guitar is playing more, more chord. And um, that's the glory of it. chordal way. Yeah. And then isn't. And then something else will do something different. And then John it, it very cleverly uses dynamic range for the drums, for his vocals... Wonderful. 
thing is, those really heavy. It might be too much for me. At three thirty, there's those really heavy scents come in, and it started to lose me. But then it coalesces again as the. But this is nice. The drums fade in. Yeah. And it's it's not um, it's not Josh modulating his own playing to bring to bring his volume up. It sounds like he's going full bore and he's just being faded up in the mix. Yes. Which is great. I was back on board. Yes. Yeah. And he does that. Got the the bass work. Obviously, the vocals drop out. And uh, they, but they don't drop out completely. They're just very low in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was, I like that as well. Clever move because that enables the listener to fill in that gap themselves, whilst allowing the extra space for the other instruments to really move into the central ear. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. That was that was that was quite cool. That was good. A big solo from John, which again we've looked at the last song. We've looked, what was the last song, Sammy Boy? Remind me. Well, you remind yourself. Okay, I will. It was enough of me. And we've had the... I played, you like the way I played hardball. Yeah, he did, yeah. Gosh, remind yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't like the solo on that song. This no. one is more classic it's for Shantae. A classically constructed argument. Yeah, which you put across very well. This is a more classic for Shantae type solo. Yes. yes. Which I enjoyed. But by 5.44, approximately... You'd fallen asleep. It's the treatment's getting too overpowering. It goes so loud in the ears <laughs> that uh, I, see, I I was lost in it. I, I started was, to get confused. Fourteen minutes, I was lost. Fourteen minutes. Yeah, oh yeah, we listened to it twice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I've put quite exhausting by the end. But is that the point? Because you were, you were having, we were having to to support you. This is the end of coming to the end of the album. We know that John's spoken of. This being an end, the end point for the journey, perhaps, and then a rebirth coming in in the next song. Let's just yeah, you're touching there on what just, I believe is the the concept element of the concept album. I am, and I'm touching upon uh, Wikipedia. Sure. Let's see. The character goes through extreme loneliness in songs two and the first half of song five, and at times thinks he can only merge with this force upon dying. In the eighth song, what's, of the, what's story, the meaning of those hand movements? Are they linked to what you're reading? <laughs> no, sorry, there was a little fly from that. Oh, right. In the eighth song of the story, a kind of suicide takes place. So we're on the eighth song. Yeah. Which results in a rebirth. Which is about to happen in the next song. It could be actual death or a shedding of the unnecessary parts of the personality. In any case, a rebirth takes place, songs nine and ten, in which he finds himself filled with wonderment in regard to life. So. I mean, I don't know what John's talking about, <laughs> but he does seem to—he he does seem well, to—he does seem to be saying, "This something. is the end of this particular part of the story, and we are going to go into the last two songs, and there will be a new beginning." Yes. See, I've put here a different way of thinking. This was during heaven. A different, and this is in, in relation to, to John himself. He has a different way of thinking. His mind works on levels and in ways that. Mere mortals like the three of us mm. simply, at times, cannot fully understand. Well, he processes things in different dimensions, not only different levels. I quite like the end. It got some little keyboard sounds that was very in relief. The beginning yes. of in relief. Well, yes, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, as you say, I mean, by the end, you are you are done for. But there's, I like it ends with strings, doesn't it? 
Yeah, sit, keyboards, strings. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure I, I could almost do with a little bit more of that stringy outro. By seven minutes, I was You're ready to finish. <laughs> I would, can I just um, touch upon the, the the point in the song where John's going through that repeated vocal line? Yeah, yeah, of course. And he drops out halfway through a cycle. Oh, it almost it's so easy not to even notice that he's done it. I don't think I've ever really noticed that. And then he comes back in with the scream and the the blast of whatever, strings or or organ Sense, piano or something, is, yeah. something and you you're off again yeah just i mean i i'm a seagull i don't think he puts a foot wrong there and in fact he puts probably 25 feet right wow that's a lot of feet a lot of feet for any man now we're going to move on okay we're going to go on to one more of me Simply put, this is John Vocal, Josh Electric Piano, the Sonus or Sonus Quartet strings, and the string arrangement this time is Jeff Galgoff. Jeffy G. Hmm. Big double G. Double G on the C. Now that the day has come, I see myself as everyone. What's all around me? No, nothing, it just cannot be. Feelings come from the sun, like most everything and everyone. What seems lost is free from the force that slowly destroys us. And kills all matter off Well, we don't control the chance that plays with us And we get existence back by her Well, as we come pulsatingly, stringingly hmm. Stringingly, pulsatingly Out of one more of me Yes I'm going straight to our correspondent in Florida Miami Miami, Florida. Mr. Seagird. Florida, Miami. Miami, Florida. One way or the other, I must go there now. Now that day has come, we finally get to Enough of Me's sister track, This Is It. This is my hands-down favourite track of the entire album. The lyrics are just absolutely painful and gut-wrenching in the most beautiful and creative way that a man could ever express. This song is such a grower, not a shower. Eventually, over the years of listening and re-listening... To this album, it's clear to see that this is one of the most beautiful and brilliant John Frusciante songs ever. The instruments in the track are so sparse, it's literally just an electric piano, strings and John singing in this altered vocal effect. Pit, format, format pitch shift? Question mark. Yet every single note that is played and sung is done so with such emotion, and that's the entire point. There's no fancy guitar solo or loud crashing drums, it's just pure expression of emotion. God, this song has some of my hands-down favourite John quotes as well, especially the following lines. What's gone will never come back, but it exists when you think of it. And what is anything anyway but a series of things running through your brain? All of the fuck things you do are the products of what's happened to you. Whatever you create from love is a gift from the place which some call up above. Mm. Honestly, what a top-tier song that really starts to lead us to the final moments of the album. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to consider when you listen to a, a song like this. Both artistically, 
and emotionally because as Seagull said it's a grower well I couldn't you, agree more you can't you can't listen to that and immediately appreciate exactly what you're dealing with it's artistically daring and but that's the great thing about you know musicians like John that when you create an album like this he's not he's he's telling a story and this is part of that story it's it's theatrical yeah for sure it's unusual it's, it's strikingly unusual when you start listening to it listen to those like he says those vocals that it's almost unrecognisably for Shantae. Well, you wouldn't have. You only recognise it's for Shantae when he moves so seamlessly from that low, low delivery mm. into a more gravelly for Shantae delivery. Now, if if that is pitch shifted, then it's done expertly because mm. it moves so effortlessly into his normal delivery. Yeah, yeah. I never considered that it might be, um, you know, affected in that way, altered. I just. Assume that John was exercising a a new and previously untapped, untapped low level of his yeah. diaphragm. I'll I'll do it now, shall I? Yeah, and we'll, then I'll do it. Then we'll both do it together. <laughs> Hang on, I just want to check that it's actually recording. It is. <laughs> Can you just shout something? So rabash. Okay, yeah. I, I did need to see a waveform there. Did you want me to say rabash? No. Oh, but well, it's too late. That, now. In that case, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So what should we do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I just like the way you... <laughs> Hang on. I'm in now. Okay. Shall I see if I'm in? Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are we going to... What... I think we'll go with a classic chilli, shall we? Should we do Under the Bridge? Oh, okay, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Uh, hang, on, hang on a minute. So, All you've done is turn into some kind of demented Harold Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what John's doing. He's no, a demented not. Harold Bishop. He's giving it, he's giving it um, a characterful, passionate delivery. Fine, well, I'll, I'll passionately deliver it then. Okay. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I, sometimes That's I, sometimes, 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 sometimes I feel <laughs> like <laughs> I don't have a partner. Okay, what okay, that's nice. We should be recording this because you look great when you sing like that. <laughs> <laughs> you look like, you look like a, some, some kind of... Some kind of passionate Harold Bishop. Guppy fish in <laughs> human form. What is this? Is this product of a uh, union twixt woman and guppy? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Very good. <clears throat> we nice. Nice. And, and, and you look great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend. Not bad. No, I went high. Yeah, good. That, that was, I thought that was pretty good. Not bad. That, and that wasn't, um, what did Seeger describe it as? I, I'll have to go back to the email. Vocally equalised, doesn't he? I know. Seeger's 
Um, speculating. Speculating. Yes. But no, that was that was all natural, and I think the degree sounded fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it just goes so it can be done. It can be can done. Can we can we do the the sort of gravel as well though? At that <sighs> no one can do gravel like for Shante. Warm times. Uh, so oh no, no that's, that's Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. <laughs> it's, uh, it's always Louis. It's yeah. always Louis. Yeah. So it's stri- easy to slip into Satchmo. The striking things on this song were one as Seagull has covered the 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 intensity and meaning of the lyric yes also the simplicity of the song the electric piano is fantastic yes exactly and and just to touch upon the fact that when it starts it's nothing but vocal and a little bit of organ mm. i mean it's just so incredible that he would put himself out there like that so low. So low. And to do something so different to anything I've ever heard him do before. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- this is the, again, the effect of it being a concept album and where it takes him. And I do think it's theatrical. I can see this on stage quite comfortably. You know me, I'm a theatre man. And I would not be surprised, you know, if I sat in a theatre and watched that performed. I'd, I would be in seventh heaven. Well, you're still trying to put together the funding for a life well lived, don't you? The Red Hot Chili Peppers story. I am, and I must thank. Is that the? Was it the Anthony Kiedis story or the, the Red a, Hot a Chili life story? fully lived? A life fully lived. Um, it's the story. Sorry, I'm trying to put together a different show called The Life Well Lived. <laughs> well, that must be why no one's come <laughs> forward. No, I have had some backing, and I do appreciate it. Um, so far, I've managed to raise 1.6 million mm. pounds. Problem is, you need. 4.6 million. I need, well, I need 4.8. Oh, yeah, because to put something... Seriously. Yes. To put something on a, a, a full production on the West End now, you are going to need about 5 mil. Yes. Well, I've because I've struck a deal with uh, the um, the British Theatrical Association. Yeah. Uh, I've managed to knock off 200,000, so I only need 4.8. Okay. What was the company that did Star Express? They were called something like... Oh, Express Delivery. Oh, you know, that's Delivery Service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God, they had. I can't remember. I no. can't remember. I have to gloss over that. Uh, but but yes, I've okay. got one point six in. Thank you for the donate. Uh, well, the, the backing. Well, my rival musical, A Life Well Lived. Yes, I've got. Who's that about? David N- Attenborough. N- no, Nuno. <laughs> <laughs> Nuno. It's a com- <laughs> it's, com- it's a combination <laughs> piece about Peter Buck slash Nuno, Nuno. and John. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I'm sure it's going to be very good. Yeah, I've raised... some of the scenes are quite sparse because they never actually met each other. Yeah, it's just an empty stage for much of the show. Yeah. I've raised three point seven out of the needed. Five ne- I need five. I haven't got the two hundred thousand pound discount from the British Theatrical Association. <laughs> well, that's your problem. I know. Well, yeah, but you're further forward than I am. I'm well ahead. I've got several meetings with potential backers next week. Fine. Um, interestingly, I've got a meeting with Peter Buck, Peter Buck <laughs> Nuno, and Slash. Peter Buck Monday, yeah. Nuno on Tuesday, I'm meeting Slash on Wednesday. Could he sound like Craig David? <laughs> what yeah, what did know. you do on Sunday? Uh, on Sunday, I'll be chilling. Chilling, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, love to Peter Buck on Monday. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of arrangement. No, no, it's and not. And I do have to make that quite clear. Yeah. Uh, because, okay, because you are married. I mean, we are meeting in a brothel. Mm. <laughs> no, we're really? not. In a hotel room. Yeah. And he has asked you to sign in under the name uh, Spanky McWank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Buck, if you're listening. No, no. No, but no, I do love our. We both love REM. We do love REM, don't we? Yes, <laughs> yes. All right, Spanky. 
what's your let's i mean <laughs> I, f- I feel like we've drifted off the topic of no, one more of me it's a great tune what about the strings at the end <laughs> the strings at the end let's get serious you can't go right to the end already well there isn't that much more to talk about it's quite short all right go to the end but once again we're getting to a song what i like about this is again we're having a song where the ending is a simple repetition Oh, I like the electric like piano is playing the same, pretty much the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and you have the strings because of that. The um, it, it allows the strings to wander about to do again quite avant-garde parts at times. Yeah, not and also not what you would expect even within that avant-garde framework. Just when you think it's going to do something, it does something else. Yeah. Well, when you think it's going to get weirder, it goes back to what your ear might expect. Something to not. I th- I'm going to just check who did it again. It was Double G for sure. Yeah. Can uh, we just Jeff talk about the gravelly Galdorf. falsetto? Yeah, of course. And the primal scream. Go on. I like it. Yeah. Do you I like know it what I re- what I refer to? Yeah, that bit in the song where he does gravelly falsetto and a primal scream. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, maybe that's because this is the rebirth. What better time to do a primal scream than as you are coming back into the back into the world well i didn't i did that when i was born i know you did we talked about this last time your birthing process well I, I, I had to cut some out of it but the, the the string work builds and builds from 336 it's just a repeated line until the end yeah and I, I do think that works so brilliantly i'm with seagird here first time i listened to it wasn't sure second it, time it's a grower didn't even, take long for you even on the second time i thought there's something here that i think i could truly grow to love I'll hold you to that. Okay. How? I'm not sure. Anything else to you? From you, me? <laughs> on one more <laughs> of me? I, I just... I, I'm with Seagird on this. It's... It puts me... It puts me in mind, actually, now that I'm thinking about it more in depth. A lot of curtains is a bit like this. Difficult to, to stomach first time around. A bit around. impenetrable the first time around. Yeah, but once you listen to it over the years, you grow to absolutely adore it. And this one more of me is exactly like that. If you play it to, you know, you play it to... For example, our friend Simon Longhorn. Yes, mm. for the first time. He might not be that like impressed. WTF, mm. you know, strange. But within the context of the album, within the framework of the album and with everything we know about John this is poetry in motion and yet it's stationary I mean I saw that face I, is it fair to say that this this particular four songs that you've listened to so far hasn't grabbed you no it hasn't grabbed me confirmation that it hasn't <laughs> grabbed him not being grabbed but remember this is Sai's first listen but it's my first listen yeah, I know, but I was talking about Psy. And now we move <laughs> to after the ending. So the cyclical or cyclical nature of this album comes to its completion. We've had before the beginning. We've had enough of me. We've had one more of me. And now we must inevitably move to after the ending.
journey this has been we're coming out of after the ending again i'm going to go straight to the empyrean ambassador sigurd and see what he has to say about this Mm. the long and winding road finally leads us to one of the most spiritual and psychedelic album closers i've ever heard on the jf album drawing parallels to the first track in the album with its title after the ending is such a perfect album closer We see that ghostly effect on John's voice again while he reflects on the state of humanity, death and what happens after the end, which is such a contradiction in this song. Right after John sings the last line, there is nothing after the ending, he follows up the whispered closing line about how the concept of nothingness doesn't exist, all swell being backed up by the most beautiful and melodic piano line over a droning synth in the back. This is another one of the songs that grew on me, I'm so glad it did. It really just ties the album up in such an emotional way. John's falsetto just soars over the middle part of the song throughout the end. Of course, I have to mention another beautiful John lyrical quote that always sticks with me from this song. And the water from my eyes is because I care who dies. Callie, you picked up on that as we were reading the lyrics together. It's such a simple line, yet it's packed with so much emotion like the rest of this album. I really do hope that my commentary and slightly drunk track-by-track analysis has helped you understand why I love this album so much a little more. Thanks for taking the time to do episodes on The Empyrean. I'll say to Seagird, absolutely, it's been it's been, a, so it's been great the cornerstone ha- of the whole episode, really. Yeah, so great to have you on board for both these episodes. Yeah, um, It's opened our eyes to things that we would have missed, and certainly... I think I needed to, on that second listen, have the lyrics in front of me. Because what you have here is... Well, it's... Is it cyclical or cyclical? Cyclical. The cyclical nature of the album is again shown here by the fact that in the first song, there are no lyrics. And we said earlier, John's guitar is almost an expression of his voice. Mm in what he's doing. In this song, the delivery is so long and affected at parts yes. that, no, it's it's almost, that it's almost like he's using his vocal as an instrument. Mm. So he's, he's juxtaposed those two deliveries. Very nice. Yes. Thank you. I yeah. thought you'd enjoy that. I did enjoy that. And, and you're quite right, actually. But it's when you read the lyrics, they become clear. Yeah, of course. But without without that rep point of reference, it's very, very difficult to hear what's being said. Yeah, I don't think you always need to read the lyrics to a song to, to understand it and to feel it. I think for this one, it is important, because without that, yeah. I wasn't... As, as, as you know, I've listened to it twice. The second time I read the lyrics, and the impact on me was, was much more emotional. Marked. It was marked. And that's a strange way of saying the word marked. Yeah, well, 
Uh, my song Hold Fast has a line, Hold fast dreams, for if dreams die, life is just a, a broken winged bird who cannot fly. So right. what's that about? I guess that's your way of saying the word winged. <laughs> hmm. Sure. Yeah, Actually, that was a quote. That's that wasn't my lyric. I I used it for the poster. <laughs> and yes, my song Hold Fast does have a poster. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Hold Fast available on Ben Townsend SoundCloud. <laughs> Posters available at Ben Townsend Music at hot no Ben Townsend Music dot net. Yeah. Forward slash posters. Yeah. Forward, forward slash, slash store. non-existent <laughs> posters. <laughs> the poster exists. Oh, does it? I mean, it's in mine and House Ambassador's bedroom. Uh, and can it be purchased? Well, if you want to buy that one copy of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't do a photocopy. What size is it? Um, well, a normal big poster size. Ah, yeah, that's... Uh... That's a classical size. There used to be a shop in Hyde where you could go down and for £5 they'd print a really print good quality thing. And it was proper poster size. Was it called Rules OK? No, no, no. It was called. Uh, it was down where Oliver's used to be, and where Adams is now. Oh, and what yeah. it turned into near what that, anyway, where that. But yeah, sorry. This is nonsense. But it's not nonsense. It's factual hive information. What it doesn't have anything to do with is this podcast, and in particular, that wonderful delivery from John. The effect that it had on us. Mm. I picked up on the fact that again, there's more um, cyclical. Cyclical. More cyclical. Come on, man. More, more yeah. cyclical. Um, you're 45 years old. There's more cyclical arrangements in um, the fact that in Before the Beginning, you have a very um, strident, sounds like a rim shot, single rim shot yes. hit. Yes. And at the end of the album, the end of this song, you have a single, sounds like a single snare hit. That's right. Well, I, I mean, I, I see what you mean as, in terms of its relationship with the start of the album and, and the end of the album. I looked at it in a slightly more light-hearted and, dare I say, humorous way. Oh, God, did you? Um, what did you think? Well, I can just imagine Josh sitting at his drum kit. And, oh, give me something and, to do. And John, and John, you know, doing all that. Yeah. And then Josh just thinking, fuck it, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit the snare. I'm going to do something. Yeah, and he's doing that. So, so let's, I, You know, I found that to be slightly more... Something more light-hearted and, and, dare you say, humorous. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually... Who was it? John. It could have been anyone. It was all John. Vocal, piano, synthesizer, treatments, and drum machine. So it was a drum machine. Okay. He programmed that one hit. (laughs) Uh, 28 seconds is one of the cleverest things I've ever heard. Go on. Because he he delivers the line in in his sort of deep uh, chest voice. But the echo is is a falsetto. Very good. Very, very clever. I noticed you just jot a little note down and thought, that'll save me writing that down. Yeah, but, but it's, that, that's it's just so effective. an incredible thing to do. I wasn't sure whether it was the effect was the first thing and then it resolves into his natural voice. But it, whatever it is, it sounded phenomenal. I mean, because you wouldn't... I mean, obviously it was two separate deliveries. I don't know. Maybe it was just an effect on it. I don't know. I think it was two separate deliveries. Let's see. What else John did on this? But it was just amazing. And it's that kind of level of detail. We know that John is is uh, another worldly musician. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Don't we? And we know that Chad has referred to him as 
the most talented pure musician mm. and it's it's things like this yes he's at times been the guitarist in the Red Hot Chili Peppers but this is this is so far removed I know I, I was thinking as I was listening to this song I thought this guy is the guitarist in the Chili's and it's almost unbelievable to think that he is both of those things and can mm. switch between the two yeah I mean he did, actually he <clears throat> He did stadium, then went into this kind of thing, didn't he? And then, yeah, then bogged off, and then came back. Well, this was at the very end of his second tenure. Yeah, um, but you've got things like curtains and all of those other records, shadows, and maybe that maybe that sort of plays into the reasons behind why the Chili's have such long periods between albums, because. John, in particular, when he's in the band, is is simply not. I mean, I, I mean, this is pure speculation. But he's he's he wants to explore other avenues. He wants to explore his musical options and and do things like this. Yeah, I, that's that. I think that's definitely the case. That he gets if you tie him down to doing one kind of thing. Yeah, it, he he finds it frustrating. Yes, so. Once he's been in the chilies for a bit, he'll want them to go off and do something a bit more experimental. Then he'll be have done that for a few years and say, "Well, I, I want to be in a band again." I quite like being in a band, and the only band I want to be in is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's what. That's exactly what he says. So he'll pop back. He'll do two or three albums. Well, he's done two already. God, hopefully, we'll yeah, get I know, one. but they count as one. And I will make that point to him if he tries to leave too early. Fine, I'm sure he'll listen. Hey, well, he's coming on soon. What, what? But don't look at your watch, it's not that soon. So, might be end of the night. What do we think overall then? Should we, we've got to wrap up the Empyrean as an album, as a journey, as an experience. We've listened to the entirety of it today together. Yes, we have. What a day it's been. I said to you earlier, didn't I? I, I, woke, I woke this morning under the haze of a naked alcohol fuel. Yeah. Holding the Empyrean. <laughs> no. I mean, I know you joke, but in all seriousness, I would never sleep with a vinyl. A vinyl. No, I know you wouldn't. No. Um, but I, I woke and I thought, this is going to be a great day mm. because I was booked in to meet you at 10. Mm. We met earlier than that due well, to... Well, you phoned me up. I was having a breakfast sandwich. Yes. Uh, I was having you a... You made certain personal sacrifices. I did. Well, I was, I'd eaten a seafood sandwich. Yeah, which is a bit weird. Yeah, well, I've taken. Bearing in mind, I expect you before half past nine in the morning. Yeah, well, I've taken the toppings from my jacket last night's jacket potato. I didn't eat my jacket potato. No, I took the toppings home: tuna and sweet corn and seafood mix. Yes, but forgot to take the potato. Forgot the vessel, but did take the salad. So it did have some sourdough at home. So made a tuna and sweet corn sourdough and made a seafood mix did sourdough. You shape it. You, what, did you shape it into a, the shape of a jacket potato? Impossible to do with the sourdough. <laughs> So I ate those two sandwiches. Just as I was polishing them off, you phoned me up and said, do you want to go for breakfast? Yeah. So I went down to Adam's with you. Bang. Forced a sausage bat down me. I had what can only be described as a breakfast sandwich. A proper breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Delightful. And uh, then, I, yeah, but I thought, whole day, me and you. Pure Ben. Obviously, Katie's joined us, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I just thought this is going to be a bloody good day. There's bound to be a few beers involved. Mm. And probably a couple of laughs. Probably. 
I'll probably tell Ben like to stand back from the speakers or wipe his cans dry at some stage. Yeah, be bossy. Yeah, <laughs> overbearing, be bossy. Classic. Yeah, but um, I what, fulfilled all those questions. And what do you think I did about that early on as well? So I got that straight out of the way. And what do you think about the Empyrean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how I feel about the Empyrean, but I will outline it. Uh, outline it. Outline it for the listeners. It is. It, it, it has been said that it's John Frusciante's masterpiece, and I will go along with that. I think it's incredible. The pure musical content is is one thing to behold, but to fit, to, to listen, to see, to feel an artist laying himself bare, and being so experimental and so successfully experimental is something that I would encourage absolutely everyone to listen to. It's, it is one, and, and, and do so naked. It is wonderful. It's simply wonderful. I will say that after the first episode, I was eulogising about the first half and saying, why have you not played this to me before? Why have you not forced me to listen to this? Tied me down on a bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I did. I did. They obviously, then go on to outline the reasons why I hadn't. Yeah, done yeah, yeah. And they, they all made sense. Yes, they all made sense. Yes. The second half hasn't had such an impact on me, but I think as a body of work, as a journey, exactly, which which is which exactly is designed it is. to be. Yes, it's phenomenal. As a John Frusciante album, and as something that I'm going to go back and revisit, yes, I I'm not going to revisit this as much as I revisit some of the other record collection albums. But can I employ you to revisit it at least once a month? No, well, I will revisit it, but go through it all in one go. Yeah, to have that experience. Good. Fine. As an experience, I think it's. Phenomenal. As, As but am, am I picking out any of these songs and saying that I'd put them in my top ten John Frusciante songs? Not yet. Not not yet. No. That will that you will right? if come. you adhere to the strict once a month regime. Yeah, you will, and that is my promise. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's both a promise and a threat. Yeah, it's both. It's a threat and a promise. So. Great experience doing this with you. Well, it's been everything I dreamed of and more. And therefore, I can only thank you. Well, we, seem to have, we seem to have slowed down in our, of our vocal delivery. Well, let's wrap this up. We'll go to the socials and we'll speed up. We'll go to the socials, we'll speed up and we'll do a little sing. So. We're into the socials then. Do ambassadise us. BenTownsend.net is where this is hosted. BenTownsendMusic at Hotmail.com if you want to become an ambassador. At UniversityRHCP on Twitter for now. Uh, Sam, on Twitter you are? At StackTownsend. You need to get a beer. On Insta we are UniversitySpeakingRHCP underscore pod. All of these things are true. All of these things are real. And we're now going to crack out... A lovely Well, what I would say is it's a relief. Well, I also think this is a relief. And I'll say this. Two, three, four. 
seems quite low, isn't it? Seem, the seem you're in me and over me. Oh, yeah. Relief. No, you can sing it with me. Okay, let's start again. Yeah. To seem you're in me and over me, over me, over me. Relief in all things, all things. And all things shoot through me. And all things shoot through you. Wherever you are, wherever you are. Chicka boom 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 boom. See, see.